0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
1: So uh, I'm saying that as a preface to my first comment here, you'll hear the under-efforting, urge, you know, thing that I'm telling myself that um, it's a real wake-up call to recognize that in every moment we are either conditioning more suffering or we're conditioning freedom from suffering. So we're either you know, completely unconscious, in which case I've heard Gil, Gil say, no problem, you're unconscious, you can't do anything about it. <laughs> or you're consciously choosing either a wholesome or an unwholesome state that you're about to go into. And what's interesting to study over time is that the choices that we make at that moment, they immediately start to shape your life in the direction of wholesome or unwholesome. Um, You have already experienced this, I think. When you've noticed that, many of you perhaps have noticed that if you meditate on a particular day, the day seems to go somewhat better. You know, you're able to, to be more aware. Or even if you practice more daily life practice, just keeping your mindfulness, your eightfold path factors in mind as you go about your day. When you do that and you've applied wholesome effort, lo and behold, you see more things. And more choices become apparent that are helpful choices to make. Um, So you've definitely noticed it if you've noticed that when you practiced right speech, a relationship went a little bit better than when you practiced unhelpful speech. Or maybe you've had the experience of uh, refraining from killing a bug. And then having this kind of upwelling of uh, compassion for, you know, this tiny little creature. Um, You felt it if you've gone to a day long or something like this or gone to a retreat and noticed that life is just a little bit better afterwards or even sometimes a lot better. Just that feeling, you know, you really do feel that kind of wholesome or healthy feeling sometimes from these things. So I've heard it said that not one single minute of practice is ever wasted. And I actually believe that more and more. You know, even if I drag my feet to go to some particular uh, meditation event, I've always found that it was worth it afterwards and it was worth it during. Um, So these practices have the potential actually to build longer and longer periods of happiness or let's say more moments of happiness and freedom. And um, I appreciated Chris's comment that it's more about It's not about trying to maintain a long stretch of wholesome behavior or avoid unwholesome. It's about renewing ourselves again and again. And pretty soon, those moments, there are more of them, more of the wholesome ones, and it starts to feel like more happiness is prevalent or more freedom is prevalent. Um, So with this right effort, path factor, we're looking towards... A healthy use of our energy, basically. Our physical and emotional and mental energy. Um, We're using more healthy states of our mind to lead us towards more freedom. So just think of it. You can use your physical energy, your mind, your body to fuel generosity, friendliness, joy, compassion, Gratitude, calm, equanimity. You know, just even hearing those, sometimes there's a little, ah, yeah. Um, So this whole thing, you can feel uh, at this moment, perhaps the intersection of all the work you've been doing on the Eightfold Path in this particular use of either wholesome or unwholesome choice. So for example... This really, this wholesome or healthy use of our energy really depends on the right view, the noble eightfold path. I mean, you've got to be able to discern this is either going to be more suffering or this is going to be less suffering. Um, Right intention. This is either going to lead towards ill will or it's going to lead towards kindness. This is either going to lead towards more craving or it's going to lead towards... Uh, renunciation, letting go, or a release from craving, this is going to lead towards more cruelty in the world or it's going to lead to more compassion. So, you know, these are interwoven, these Eightfold Path Practices, with this idea of right effort. You know, you you could probably imagine that you couldn't be in the middle of an unwholesome action like killing something and be cultivating compassion. You couldn't be in the middle of sexual misconduct and be in a wholesome state. You know, there, would be usually we can feel it in our bodies. Something's a little bit off, and usually it's not as gross an, a thing for us as killing something or or engaging in sexual misconduct. I'm I'm guessing that probably most people in this room, it's more subtle. But maybe sometimes you can feel that physical feeling of just slightly off or like, uh. I wish I hadn't said that that way or done that that way. Um, So your body can be a big clue towards what's wholesome or healthy, especially the longer you do mindfulness and meditation practices, the more you can just feel it in the body. Um, If you're not practicing the other eightfold path factors alongside with right effort, you're just reinforcing old conditioned unwholesome habits and you pretty much can figure that out either during it or after it you'll recognize it i think the longer we practice the more we get into oh you know i've gotten through some of the grosser layers of stuff that i do that's unwholesome and traded it in for more wholesome stuff and then you get into more subtle layers of like oh this would have been a a more kind or wholesome way to go about this than that one but they're really subtle So um, this is a form of healthy self-cultivation. So the small, maybe it's the small s self, just the healthy being in the world. And it's also really a form of cultivating self-compassion to do this. Um, If you're trying to have healthier intentions, thoughts, actions, and stay with those you're really then free of defilements. And there can't be anything more wholesome than that. Um, this encourages us to bring these healthier factors into our minds and hearts. But the good news is the, the most fertile field for this is something you're already doing. And that is uh, cultivating the mind through meditation. That is considered to be the fertile field for right effort. So, if you're practicing your meditation and mindfulness, you're already on the road to cultivating wholesome factors. Um, if you're meditating or mindful enough, you notice when something unwholesome is present or something wholesome is present. Um, and I just want to say, sometimes in our this becomes a self-improvement project. Has anybody here ever felt like they were on a self-improvement project with mindfulness? So, um, and in our zeal, like we're looking for what's wrong. And I didn't even know I was doing that during my first couple years of practice. And then I went up to the summer uh, metta retreat that they have at Spirit Rock sat down within the first couple of days for my practice discussion with Sylvia Borstein. And I was recounting, you know, this and that and the, all these difficulties, all these things. And she said, what's feeling good in your meditation? <laughs> <laughs> and just immediately clued me into, oh, you mean I could actually be noticing what's feeling good? It had never dawned on me before that I wasn't going to cultivate much loving kindness if I was busy going and you did this wrong, and you did that wrong, and then your meditation went you know, south. So um, th- there are a lot of different ways I- that we can, instead of having this be a, self Im- a relentless self-improvement project, that we can just arouse these wholesome states, bring these healthy things online. Um, and it doesn't need to feel like a strain or effortful. So I love the first one just ignore it. (laughs) Now, this is easier to do with certain things than other things, right? So there's going to be, I'm going to give you a bunch of different ways to arouse a wholesome state, some of which may be easy to do in a particular moment and some of which you'll need heavier, uh, heavier duty tools. So simply ignoring an unwholesome state, letting it go. So um, it often passes right in the moment of letting go of it. So for example, this is something you could use. If you ever notice a flash of irritation while you're driving, you know, maybe so. anybody ever had that? (laughs) Yeah. Driving in the Bay Area, are you completely (laughs) quantumist all the time? No. So you, you, somebody cuts a little too close to you as they're pulling into your lane and you feel a flash of irritation. And if you just let go of that, you know, you don't launch into a High rate of swear words or gestures or anything, if you just let that go, a second later it's as though nothing happened. You just back off the accelerator, you give the person room, it's gone. So there can be times, I, my husband and I practice this with arguing. We've, we used to, we, early in our marriage we figured out that we could just, you know, if we started to argue about something we could just go Is it okay if we reset right now? Let's just press the reset button, you know, like on the computer. Reset. We would do that, and just the whole thing would wash away. We'd start over again. Start the discussion over. So just ignoring the unwholesome state and letting it go can sometimes work. I'm supposed to be done with my talk almost a minute from now. So I am gonna, I'm gonna uh, just here, take a no, talk. Okay, good. I'll just let the talk go. No. Um, so Do the talk. take your time. Good. Another form of right effort is to divert the mind to something else. If you're if you find yourself in an unwholesome state of mind, divert the mind to something else. So this is something uh that can be used if you are craving something unhealthy this one i've used Um, if i'm craving to eat some sweets or something that's really not going to be good for me and instead i decide you know let me go out and work in my garden by working in my garden i connect with you know healthy feelings or wholesome feelings of being out in nature getting a little sunshine fresh air connecting with nature or I may uh, divert the mind to an apple instead of a sweet, you know, chocolate or something like that. Um, So in cases like this, I'll say that it's helpful to ignore or divert the mind, but I also want to let you know that it is so important to know about the circumstances that went into the unwholesome state. So for example, one thing I've learned about craving is if I'm tired and I'm lacking in energy. That's going to be when I want something sweet. Probably need a nap. <laughs> but, you know, it's knowing that about fatigue that has helped me learn more. So studying uh, what led to the unwholesome state is part of the pathway towards arousing a wholesome state that has not yet arisen. Um, another way to practice right effort is to replace an unwholesome thought with a wholesome one. So if you found yourself uh, in that situation of becoming annoyed in traffic, and you choose instead like, okay, this is the perfect time for me to practice loving kindness. And you go, you know, I am going, I'm, or I'm going to cultivate my patience. So there's a red light on the way to work. Time to cultivate patience. Time to replace the thought with ah, a light is red while I'm trying to get to work. You know that kind of thing, or um, you know, giving. If you decide you're going to cultivate loving kindness, then when somebody does something in traffic that's not so skillful, then you can go great. You know, now I get to say may you be safe on your way to work and may others around you be safe. Um, e- this is a really good one for trying to understand what's hurting someone else that leads them to certain political views. Like, why do they support something? and What is it that they're trying to feel safe about? Or what is it that they're trying to gain from that? Um, I experienced this one day when I was... I became aware that a woman I knew was a passionate, you know, very passionate about the rights of gun owners. And I learned that she kept a gun in her nightstand. And I was able to connect with that there was there were some conditions in her life that aroused a lot of fear in her, and this is why she did that. And so instead of, you know, sticking with an unwholesome really self-righteous kind of perspective that I had about how can anybody believe in guns, you know, I suddenly got an understanding of why someone might want one at the, in their nightstand. Um, I think people have practiced this with children a lot, if they notice a child heading into a meltdown and instead of, you know, going, oh, this can't be happening right now, You slow down enough to really listen to what has got this child upset. So we can do that with ourselves, too. Um, So you are using right intention any time you replace greed with letting go or craving with letting go, replacing ill will with friendliness, replacing cruelty with compassion. you can also cultivate these wholesome states by remembering times that you actually did practice one of these wholesome states and it felt good. You know, just by calling that back to mind, a wholesome moment can kind of brighten your heart and make you more likely to do that again. Um, I want to invite you to keep in mind that you are cultivating a wholesome mental state by practicing the Eightfold Path. Don't ignore what you're already doing here. You're spending your time with other people making friends or, you know, friendly acquaintances with other people who are dedicated to doing something wholesome. You're spending your time cultivating something wholesome just by being here. So give yourself credit for that. Give yourself credit for your meditation practice. Don't skip over the good things that are already wholesome states that you're doing. Um, Bhante G uh, talks in his book about knowing our own mental weeds. It's a helpful way of looking at replacing unwholesome habits with wholesome ones. So, if you become really aware of what, sometimes just becoming deeply aware of your unwholesome uh, pattern, it will kind of unleash the wholesome side of it. Um, So you have to notice the disease before you can formulate the cure. And an important thing is if you can catch the disease early on, it's going to be easier to apply the wholesome factor. So for example, I bet most people in this room, when you first feel yourself coming down with a cold or a virus, maybe you have your favorite method of treating that. Um, And Do, you know, do you have in your experience that if you go home early and get a good night's sleep and, you know, drink some hot tea and use your favorite remedy, that it's a lot easier to nip something in the bud than it is to, for example, try to get over pneumonia if you just let it go. So trying to catch it early. nip Nip Oh, sorry, that's slang. So, uh, you know, stop it before it really gets started. Is what I'm trying to say. Ah, okay. ah, exactly. It's like if you, if a, a plant is budding, it, like a little bud appears on a tree, and you nip it off, it's not going to grow. Okay. Yeah, that's where that comes from. You're welcome. So, um, you know, you might wake up in the morning with low energy, or in a not so great mood, and you either have you, you can actually replace that with a wholesome state. You can go okay, I'm a little tired this morning. Maybe I'll, I'll take my time today. and Or you can, you know, if you've ever woken up from a bad dream and felt that kind of hangover of like, um, and you think, you know what, this isn't going to last. That was a dream. I'm fine. You know, you can get into a wholesome state. Um, Bhante G. writes, reflect on the fact that every hindrance arises from a great number of causes and conditions and is in flux. So knowing that that's in flux, and you know, there are waves and troughs of this, can help you go, okay, you know, the the irritation is fading, and now I can feel calm. And you can kind of cultivate by telling yourself like, oh, you know, the irritation was impermanent and now I'm starting to feel calm it actually helps more calm come on maybe you've had that in in your meditation Um, so uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi notes that um, the way to arouse unarism wholesome states is by working on developing serenity so that calm that I was just speaking about whenever you have any calm at all ah there's some calm notice it. Notice where it is in the body and you'll find more of it comes up. And also serenity and insight. So when you have these aha moments, these aha moments are opening the door to wholesome states. Practicing the four foundations of mindfulness, which you are no doubt doing, the eight, eight path factors, and the seven factors of awakening. Those are mindfulness, Hello, you're doing that. Investigation, you're doing that here, you're examining something. Energy, we're talking about the skillful use of energy. Rapture, which is a state along the way to concentration. Uh, Tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. So uh, those are ways to, those are things to cultivate, to have wholesome states continue and arise. Okay, To once you have a wholesome state, to maintain it, um, you, don't al- you don't let it go. You don't allow it to disappear or ignore it. Instead, you cultivate it. You grow it. Um, and the way you do that is you keep in mind the favorable state that's arisen. So if you feel calm, you continue to kind of keep your mind on calm. You do this with mindfulness, Right. If you are practicing in your meditation, you're reminding yourself to stay mindful. Let me stay aware. And some of you even reported it's such a habit that when Chris instructed you to do nothing, you were kind of aware of that little background. Like, okay, let me just stay with this meditation. Let me not fall asleep. Let me. So um, you keep the wholesome state in mind um, and give allow it to strengthen. So... I said renewing your effort, so don't worry if the wholesome state drops off. You can notice what, you know, get curious around what caused it to drop off, what came up, what happened exactly. Really get curious about this and get to know this, because that is the most direct pathway towards a wholesome state arising again, is to notice, you know, the wholesome state dropped and an unwholesome state is sort of coming along, so it's about coming back, coming back, coming back. Not about hanging on for dear life uh, and getting hard on yourself if the wholesome state does not remain. Um, A way to cultivate it, and it's sort of enjoyable, is to take one wholesome state a day and cultivate it all day long. So remind yourself of it all day long. see how you can further cultivate it during the day. So let's say you get up from your morning meditation feeling calm. You can kind of feel that in your body and feel it in your mind and then keep it going. As you get behind the wheel, you've got this beautiful calm. You can take your time on your way wherever you're driving and you can notice that it helps to have another calm driver on the freeway. You can feel good about backing off the accelerator. So um, breathing it in any time that you feel the wholesome state and noticing how and when it drops off. So let's say you're in your calm state. It's your calm day, day to practice calm. And you get to work and you, you feel like, okay, I can just chomp through a couple hours of uninterrupted work here. And then you get an interruption you can notice what that interruption does and then turn your full attention to it, follow it as it goes along, drops off, and then notice the return of calm. And, you know, of course you're going to do activities that help uh, you to have wholesome states. So, for example, if you found that it's best for you to get a two, two hours of solid uninterrupted work then you're going to do the things that help that happen. Like maybe I could go into work early or maybe I could not look at my email or answer my phone for a couple of hours. But you would not do anything that was not helpful. Like if you know that your team tends to have spontaneous meetings at 10 in the morning, you're not going to schedule your two-hour work block around that time. So... um, It's really important to notice what supports the state that you're wanting to maintain. What supports calm? If you want to cultivate compassion, what supports your compassion? What supports kindness? What supports any of these states? Become an artist or a scientist around what supports it, where does it go away? And it will be more uh, frequent. So... um, a key to the practice of right effort is to continue to maintain this overall stance of gentle curiosity and discovery. That those are going to be wonderful. You know, even if you gently discover a really horrible, unwholesome state, the more you notice about it, the more your attitude of mind is like, okay, let me really understand this, the more likely you're on the path of being gentle with yourself and the practice and using a healthy level of effort. So um, in terms of time, I think we, have, we do have time for our second breakout session. So um, again, finding a group of four, maybe picking three other people that you did not have a chance to sit with earlier and find your group first and then I'll give you your two questions. So we could spend the next 15 minutes singing, Don't worry, be happy, or, <laughs> as Chris just recommended, or you could um, do the same exercise of just saying a word or two, a sentence or, uh, at a time, and then going around and around your circle with your first question, How do you recognize, how do you recognize wholesome states in yourself? So enjoy your conversation. And I'll ring before the second question. Okay, so your second question is um, what resources in yourself do you tap into, or what resources in general do you tap into when you arouse wholesome states And how can you continue to nourish them? What resources do you tap into in arousing wholesome states? And how can you continue to nourish them? So same thing, just share a little and keep going around your circle. So if you'll come back to the big circle or big semicircle, that would be good. And now that you're in a wholesome state, the lights have gone on. (laughs) This is an opportunity to either share something that popped up for you that you noticed in your group or to ask questions. So we're going to kind of meld the two things. So feel free to share anything that you'd like to share that came out of your discussion or to ask any questions that you have about the, these, this right effort thing. I thought you were all so
0: blissed out I wasn't going to hear anything. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They were kind of blissful questions. I liked that they were both Framed in the positive, because it it's such it 's so supportive to talk about that which supports, and I was a little bit um, pushing away that we were going to get its opposite but i I did want to acknowledge that I had a moment of its opposite um, I was here on Friday night and in the presence of of a someone who was telling her story about tremendous, tremendous suffering, and I could feel the inner Betsy. Um, in a state of overwhelm in the face of, of the story um, the caregiver that wants to step in but feels overwhelmed by what she's facing and I because of our class had recently read something that put me in touch with turning that around to sending loving kindness and I was so grateful because I could see the, imp- the instant impact of the kind of energy that was here in support of both myself and maybe um, the room.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, an antidote to overwhelm. Loving-kindness practice.
2: So um, I was just wondering if uh, traditionally if these four efforts um, were uh, or are recommended like sort of as course corrections when you're in a sitting formal meditation or is it both formal meditation and daily life? I mean, obviously it seems like they could be used in both, but I was just wondering if it was like specifically originated about how to meditate or something like that.
1: You know, I can't speak to the history, because I'm not schooled in that, but I do believe that it is equally useful on the cushion and off.
2: Yeah, it may just be more subtle on the cushion, you know, or who knows, but, you know, goes all the way to...
1: Yeah, I was sharing with Chris earlier that um, someone had told me yesterday about some talks that Lee Brasington gave on concentration at IRC. And she shared the instruction that he gave that as you settle into your meditation thoroughly, notice feelings of well-being. And so I just practiced with that this morning and basically it is an amazingly simple thing that I noticed the well-being that was in my body and it just spread. So it was a really good example of a, a rising wholesome state, and how it kind of grew and developed and was maintained just by paying attention to it,
2: yeah, just some places in your body, like your hands or your legs or some some place that 's functioning fine, you know you can just tune into that and mm-hmm. get some perspective, and it reminded me of a teaching we 've had in another class that one of the first things that can arise on what 's called the the upward dependent origination path is gladness gladness that you have this path you know gladness that you have some some guidance in what to do about all this and that gladness can then you know be something that you can put your mind on and it can grow
1: that that was kind of the encouragement I was trying to give earlier that you know don't take for granted that you're here doing this Mm -hmm. I mean it's so easy to take our practice and to you know we might be doing 80% really good stuff, and then go for that final 20 and go, yeah, but that final 20, I'm not, and you know, uh, my goodness, that's, uh, to step back and to take in the wholesome perspective of, this is meditation, it's mindfulness, it's the Eightfold Path, this is good, wholesome stuff.
2: Yeah, I noticed the last question I wasn't sure how to answer and
1: I realize now that it's the, the term resources I wasn't sure how to interpret that what does that encompass, could you comment on Yeah, yeah. so what um, healthy or wholesome mm-hmm. uh, things are you, states of mind thoughts, feelings in the body are you aware of? anything that you notice that feels healthy and feels good in you is a resource that can be developed further so and and also these practices are resources too so betsy gave that example of in that overwhelmed you know compassionate state but very overwhelmed her resource was metta practice breathing you know our breathing in and noticing the breath in and breathing out that's a resource. So, anything that feels like it's helping you could be. Does that help? Is that more clear? Yeah. I guess okay. it's Very
2: broad. Very broad. Exactly.
1: It could be anything healthy. Could be an outer state. You know, sometimes maybe you've had the experience of sitting with a really uh, a meditation teacher with whom you really resonate, um, and it just, watching them, watching them meditate, listening to them talk, you just feel like, wow, okay. You know, the, that, I, I'd love to practice and get that.
2: I find, um, you know, good relationships are a resource. You know, if I'm caught up in something and I'm feeling bad at myself, I can think of a friend and I think, I'm not like that with that friend and they don't feel that way about me and I, there's this whole other side to my existence. And you know, that lightens that up. And, you know, yeah. Anything. More? Yeah.
3: I just thought of this. But could you say that experimenting is another resource that you have? I mean, because sometimes something works that you think would work, that worked in the past, and it doesn't? And yeah. it's just to be open to um, multiple ways?
2: Absolutely. that that that. Oh, too many mics. That attitude is really, that attitude is a resource. That attitude of playfulness and experimentation and knowing that, you know, it's easy to sit here and listen to somebody talk for a long time and assume that it has to be the way they say. But, you know, no, absolutely, yeah. Uh, two things that are very helpful to me in this regard are gratitude, uh, you know, just for my life, but also I've had some very dark periods and that uh, I'm not having those now, and that's very nice. And the other is curiosity. Uh, just instead of projecting what I think should be happening or how things should be, just to be curious to see how, how they are going to unfold. Mm-hmm. And now I would like to ask for a ride to a BART station if someone is going north. Thank you. This is a great question. What are the resources? What are, what are, what are more meanings of resource that come up for you?
3: little bit of a follow-on for that but uh, suddenly the word Pollyanna came up and um, and then but then right after that was like what's right in this moment that helps me it's a variation of what's um, maybe not hurting um, what's uh, I, I have in the last year gone through some very difficult times and I've stopped on things like I have uh, a car. I have gas in my car. I have the reasonable expectation of um, coming home and sleeping in a warm bed. And I will run the list of, let's say, support. Some people used to call it support from nature Mm -hmm. that is present and would find that that would let my body relax when I would feel really um, frightened and... As if think, certain things that I was thinking of in the moment seemed very insecure. I have shoes, you know. I, I I have a pair of hiking shoes in the back. I could walk through a puddle. I mean, so that has been something that has helped in moments when maybe uh, more fear comes up.
1: Wonderful So um, thank you all for those contributions And maybe we can finish with uh, just a few minutes of A couple minutes of just settling And spending some moments feeling wholesome states Or any unwholesome state You know, being curious Being an experimenter with it Remembering to do this with very little doing or even no doing. We'll see you next month. Enjoy right effort. Yes.
2: (laughs) So as you exit, let me just explain. There's a door out the back of the library. There's that door there. There's that door there. Let's let's minimize use of that one. Kathy, you might need to use that one, but um, they're probably meditating out there. So just be. They let us have the room, so we can (laughs) some peace and quiet.
1: Yeah, I fought for us. <laughs>